Grace and peace, everybody. Thanks for joining us on The Way Podcast, where we read scripture, discuss uh, what that actually means. And I'm Pastor Ben LaGrange, and today I'm joined with two little people that I love very, very much. Say hello. Hi. Hello, this is Elliot LaGrange. And? Bella LaGrange. Oh, okay. So it seems like, it almost seems like I ran out of people to discuss the Bible with. So I, I had to uh, bribe my children. <laughs> it's almost like that, isn't it, Elliot? Yeah. Actually, it's like I did a good thing for you and you owe me something, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're being held over a barrel is what they call that. <laughs> well, today we're going to read in Mark chapter 15. And I'm, I'm going to tell you that, yes, it is a difficult subject today. We are dealing with uh, the crucifixion of Jesus and how he was treated prior to the crucifixion and burial. And it is okay to discuss this with your kids. It's, it's important to understand. Um, the older they get, it's, it's a little more detail you can discuss with them. And Elliot, how old are you? I am 10, going to be 11. So you're like 10 and 3 quarters. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And Bella, you are? 13, almost 14. So you're 13 and... 58, 100, no, you're 106, 108. Sure. <laughs> so you're just about two weeks away from 14. So we've had some of these honest discussions, very difficult discussions about crucifixion, um, what happened to Jesus and why it happened. So we've talked about that before, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, today we're going to go ahead and approach the subject. I'm just going to go ahead and start by reading uh, the first few sections here. Um, Very early in the morning, the chief priests, with the elders and the teachers of the law and the whole Sanhedrin, reached a decision. They bound Jesus and led him away to be handed over to Pilate. Now, the Sanhedrin, that's basically a group of pastors and priests that um, help rule over things and make decisions, kind of like when when I go to conference every year, right? (laughs) Right, right. I know how you feel about that, and I know some of it's uh, problematic, to say the least, right? But they all came to a decision because before they asked Jesus this question. Are you the Christ, the son of the blessed one? And do you remember what he said? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, y'all. No, he didn't say that like that, of course. He said, I am. And you will see the son of man sitting at the right hand of the mighty one coming on the clouds of heaven. Now... That was that was a problem for them. That was breaking the law, right, Al? Mm-hmm. Why was that breaking the law? Because they weren't supposed to believe it. Well, well, they weren't supposed to claim that they were Jesus. Right, not just anybody can claim they're Jesus. What if you walked into random guy on the street and he said, I am Jesus Christ? Nope. <laughs> Most likely not. Most likely not. Um, there's... There's strange things where sometimes people have mental Ill, mental illnesses or other things, and they, there's a lot of people that have claimed they're Jesus before. There's even a guy on the radio who says he's Jesus and does a radio program every week. <laughs> That's weird, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But they thought it was, uh, it's called blasphemy. They think it was speaking out against God to say that a human was God. But Jesus was 100% man and 100% God, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what they were accusing him of. Do you remember what they put on the, the sign above the cross when Jesus was hung on the cross? Mm, no. 
I don't think I've ever heard of that one. Well, it says King of the Jews, is how they put it. And really what it was is an accusation. He says that he's King of the Jews, and that's why he's dying. So if you were to steal someone or cheat on somebody, cheat on your wife with somebody, or you did some other terrible thing that was worth being punished for, let's say you tried to start an uprising against the government, right? Mm -hmm. They would put you on a cross, and then they would say, tried to overthrow the government. So that, that would be your thing that they accused you of, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're saying basically he claimed to be God, and yeah. that's why he's dying. So, um, Jesus stood trial before those people, right? And that was what was in the last chapter. And they accused him uh, of lying. And now they're giving him over to Pilate, which is kind of like the local king. Yeah, local king. Isn't that weird? Don't be shy with me, Bella, because you'll, be, you'll talk with me anytime the microphone's not on, Right? So ask me what you're willing, you're wanting to ask me because you got a look on your face right now. Why is there a private king? A <laughs> local king. A local king. Right. Um, what it was is there was an emperor. Okay. Imagine like, kind of like we've got the president of the United States and then each of the states has a governor, mm -hmm. right? Pilate was pretty much like the governor there, okay? But there's also a, an actual king called Herod. This is really weird because what it is, is their country was being taken over by Rome. So, it was Israel, but it was part of the Roman Empire at that point. So, somebody else came in and owned them and sat on their land and told them what to do. Very strange, right? Mm -hmm. Sounds like when we're sitting on the couch. <laughs> what was that? Uh-huh, nothing. What did you say under your breath, child? <sighs> It's like when you sit on me on top of the couch. Yeah, if I squished you on the couch, right? You may be king of the couch while I'm there, but I'm going to sit on you, and then I'm going to be the king of my spot, right? <laughs> now, um, they handed Jesus over to Pilate, who was, again, like the local governor. He says, are you king of the Jews, asked Pilate. Yes, it is as you say, Jesus replied. And the chief of priests accused him of many things. So Pilate asked of him, Aren't you going to answer? How many of these things are you accused of? And Jesus made no reply. And Pilate was amazed. Now, did you know there's a lot of people that... Th what, did, what did people say about Jesus? He's a fake. People say he's a fake? Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever heard anybody else say something bad about Jesus? Mm. Don't repeat what your uncle says. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but I have heard... That is a tornado siren, people. <laughs> so, we can keep talking unless the power goes out. So, what do people say? Some people say he's a good teacher. Yep. Uh, some people say he's a wise man. Fishers of men. He's a, he's a healer. Yeah. A miracle worker. Um, other people say other things about him. But some people say he never said he was God. Did you? Isn't that weird? Hey, Bella, could you read verse 2 again? Are you the king of the Jews, asked Pilate. Uh, also, you have said so, Jesus replied. Yes, it is as you say. So did Jesus claim to be 
king of the Jews to yeah. be God? Yeah. Oh. So Jesus is who he said he was? Yeah. yeah. And he actually said he was God? Yeah. Oh. And the chapter before when he said he was God, was that good enough? Yeah. Okay. Just checking. Now, Pilate hands Jesus over to be crucified. Now, this is kind of a weird thing. All right, well, I'm going to read it all, and then we're going to talk about this. And I need you to ask me some weird questions, because you got them, and I know you're holding back on me, Bella, because you got the weirdest questions. Now, it was custom. um, I'm going to read verses 6 and going forward. Okay. It says, Now it was a custom at the feast to release a prisoner to who the people were questioned. A man called Barabbas was in prison with the uh, insurrectionist who had committed murder during the uprising. And the crowd came up and asked Pilate to do for them what they usually did. Let one of their guys go. Okay? He says, do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? That would be Jesus, asked Pilate, knowing it was out of envy that the chief priests had handed Jesus over to him. But the chief of priests stirred up the crowd to have Pilate release Barabbas. What shall I do then? With the one you call the king of the Jews, asked Pilate. Crucify him, they shouted. Why? What crime has he committed, asked Pilate. But they all shouted louder, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. And wanting to satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them, and he had Jesus flogged and handed over to be crucified. So, do you understand what's going on there? They're having like a trade-off. Right. Because it is their festival time where they celebrate when God passed over them and helped them release from Egypt, right? Oh, isn't that just ironic? Right. You remember that uh, Prince of Egypt movie you used to watch all the time? Right. You loved that movie and you would cry all the time and you're like, we'd go in there to stop the movie because you were crying and you're like, no, let it go. It's so good. And it is a good movie. <laughs> And, uh, we still have it. We still have it, right? Unfortunately, we don't have a VHS player. Yeah. <laughs> Not that old. Right? Well, we are that old now. Yes. There will come a point in your life when you stop explaining new technology to old people and start explaining old technology to new people. That's what happens. <laughs> um, so they were going to trade off, right? Because it's their festival. And they didn't want people to riot. They didn't want people to go crazy, right? Now, there were a whole bunch of people that loved Jesus and wanted Jesus to be set free, but then they had accused him of stuff, right? So, that's kind of a strange thing. Uh, The other people, the religious people, really wanted him to be killed, right? Why? Why? (laughs) Well, let's think about this. And, And sometimes this happens in churches today, doesn't it? Where there's someone who's a little bit different, a little more outgoing than the other people in churches, right? And what happens? They get, like, judged a lot. They get judged, and you're supposed to act like this is a pastor, and do this as a pastor, and do that as a pastor. And a pastor is supposed to sit in the office and drink coffee and do nothing all day and wait for someone to actually have problems. No, you go out and find those problems and fix them. You find the problems and fix them. But better yet, you actually help people before they have problems. That's even better. Mm-hmm. And and instead of preaching some parts of the Bible, sometimes you preach the whole thing, and that causes trouble too. So, people came to Jesus instead of the churches, didn't they? 
So instead of going to the synagogues, uh, the big temples, and even Jesus went to the temple sometimes. Mm-hmm. They were going out to find Jesus wherever he was at. So do you think if there was one pastor who stood out and got all the crowds that the people in the churches would complain about him? No. Mm-hmm. Actually, they do. Because they're taken away from their, their attendance or whatever. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So sometimes they're jealous or they, they're confused by it and they don't know why this person has significance and the other one doesn't. Why would they be jealous of God? Exactly. But, you know, there's uh, some churches, like smaller, mid-sized churches, they get mad at the mega churches, right? So about how many people do we have every Sunday, do you think? Well, about 30. 30 or 40. About 30. 40. Maybe 35. 40. 35. Now, have you ever heard anybody talk about um, the other big church in town? Yeah. Not that I remember. Yeah. They complain about it a lot. Well, they just they just put on a light show and a rock show, and that's what they do, right? But they don't bother to go out there and get people. Right. So there's a difference in that. See, you remember when we were when we were going to our old church, and there was 3,500 people every weekend. Mm-hmm. They over two different days, two different languages. Uh, three different services, you know, yeah. that's pretty serious. Mm-hmm. And now they got three locations now? Crazy. So there's a, actually four now that I think about it, but sometimes people get jealous in those same ways and they get worried like they don't feel as significant. And it causes problems with them. And these guys have the same issues with Jesus, I believe. Um, so they were kind of the old religious structure, and we wanted everything to be based on laws. They were even looking for a conqueror, not, a, not God, to come and save them from their sins. They wanted people to save them from Rome. What good is it to save you from Rome if you can't save you from your sins, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, like, he's done all these things for you. He's done all these things to prove that he was real to all these other people just by having people pray for days on end or just trying to get a relationship with him. Yeah. And they're all like, you know what? No, we want somebody else to come save us because this one isn't good enough. And you know, even the evidence that he had because he was doing miracles for people, he was healing people, feeding people when there was no food. I mean, strange stuff, right? And yet... Feeding all those people with like one fish and a piece of bread. Right. With couple of loaves and fishes, right? Simple stuff. And they, they fed a lot of people. And he did that miracle twice. Twice. He did it on one side of the one side of the sea, went to the other side of the sea, and did it again. Wow. So people denied him and didn't understand it. But the Romans were didn't believe in God like they didn't believe Jesus. They didn't believe in in the Father. Right? They didn't understand any of that. They believed in a whole bunch of gods, like, uh, it's called a pantheon, right? So you know how, like, you guys know about Thor because he's a Marvel superhero, yeah, right? And there's and Thor there's and there's Odin and Loki and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, and they have uh, Greek mythology, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, in Zeus, fact. Poseidon. All that stuff, Hades. right? Yeah. So all those things, we, we kind of, uh, we know that that's all fake, right? Mm-hmm. We know it's just stories and stuff, but... They actually, the Romans had gods that were exactly the same as the Greek ones because they stole yeah. them and renamed them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are the new god, and I shall call you Bob. 
Oh my, that's funny. How Christian so, sees other religions 101. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, to be honest, we do see things in that way. You know, we know it's not what they expect. So the Roman soldiers mocked Jesus. The soldiers led Jesus away into the palace, that is the praetorium, and called together the whole company of soldiers. Did you just burp on the podcast? Yeah. What do you say? Excuse me. Question, what is that really long word? Uh, insurrectionists? Yep. Those are rebels. Those are people that are trying to overthrow the government. Not all, not all rebels are good things. Not all the time. <laughs> but um, they put a purple robe on him and then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on him. And they ben- began to call him, Hail, Hail, King of the Jews. And again and again they struck him on the head with a staff and spit on him. Falling on their knees, they paid homage to him. It's like they're bowing down to him like he's a king. And then, they had, when they had mocked him, they took off the purple robe and put on uh, his own clothes on him, and they led him out to crucify him. So, they handed him over to be flogged. Do you know what that means? Like beaten? More than beaten. Do you know what that means, Elliot? Like beaten to death? Humiliated to... You could be beaten to death in that way. Being flogged is kind of a terrible thing. You know what? Have you ever seen someone use a whip other than Indiana Jones? Yeah. yeah. Basically, it was nine whips on the end of a handle. Oh. And they would put pieces of metal and other things in there to cut them up. And they handed them over to be flag- flogged. So Didn't they do that when, like, to slaves, they would, like, mm-hmm. tie belts to the end of sticks and hit yeah. them? Yeah, terrible. So it's, it's a terrible thing to endure, and some people can't handle it, and they do die. You, you guys, well, Bella, I know you've seen The Passion. Have you seen The Passion, Elliot? The Passion. It's that's that's where Jesus is crucified? You've seen that movie or no? I don't think you have. I don't think I have either. Yeah. Bella, you've seen it, even though it's a rated R movie, and it's very gory. Like, but it's important to understand, right? Like, mm. I've heard of it, but I don't think I've watched it. Okay. Well, someday soon, when you're a little bit older, we'll, we'll watch that. But basically, they whipped him until his body was marked with stripes. Mm-hmm. And hundreds of years before, there's a prophet named Isaiah that said, By his wounds we are healed. Because he took our sin, and that was part of the punishment. It wasn't just the cross. They whipped him until his entire body was messed. Do you understand the. What do you think about the purple robe? What's that mean? It's a really. It, at that time, it was like the royal color. Yeah. Yeah. It was expensive, too. Mm -hmm. To get indigo ink was expensive, and you had to dye the robes that color. Only the kings wore purple. Yeah. Yeah. So, what else did they do to him in that spot? The crown of thorns? Yeah. They twisted it. You know, like a rose bush is prickly, right? Imagine they made a crown out of that, just twisted it up like a braid. And put it on your head. And smashed it on his head to cut him. Yeah. I remember when... We were at Boy Scouts, and I went to go follow you, but everyone else told me not to, and I figured out why after. Yeah. Thorns. Right. I was wearing long pants. (laughs) Got, got like, a whole bunch of thorns in my neck. Yeah, I got thorn scratches and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Yeah, I had them, like, still stuck there, and then I pulled them Tiny little thorns, yeah. Yeah, these are big ones, but that's, that's a pretty terrible thing. They mocked him for saying he was a king. 
So they treated him like he was a fake king and beat him and was merciless to him. And a certain man from Cyrene, Simon, the father of, father of Alexander and Rufus, was passing by... By the way, I should have named you Rufus. That's just fun. <laughs> no. So, so Simon, the father of Alexander and Rufus, was passing by on his way in the country, and they forced him to carry the cross. Now, people were forced to carry their own cross. Which is just outrageous, because yeah. you just beat them a whole bunch, and now you're making him go carry this for a few miles. Right. But the world was not a kind... It's not a kind place now, but it certainly wasn't kind then. Mm-hmm. And you imagine that if your back is all cut up and scraped up and ripped, mm-hmm. and they put a cross on your back to drag. Yeah. And they had to walk... And a, then it was made of wood, right? Yeah. It was, a was lot of it, people think it's a couple of miles. Was it sanded or anything, or was it just... Probably a lot of splinters. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. A lot of pain. Yeah, a lot of pain. And... They brought Jesus to a place called Golgotha. Have you heard Golgotha? Sounds like no. something from Dungeons and Dragons. It kind of does, actually. Because Golgotha was the place where they executed people. It was a place where everybody could see them for miles around. When they put someone on a cross in Rome, they would leave their bodies out there as a reminder. And you remember I said he had that King of the Jews sign over him? Yeah. People would have a sign over them. Like, Elliot picked his nose while people were watching as a sign, and then we'd crucify you as a reminder to make people not pick their noses. Didn't they do that, like... Right, and they would leave the bodies there a lot of times. Didn't they used to do that, like, when somebody would do something awful, they would do it, like, in the middle of a town square, so it would be, like, a reminder, don't, don't break the rules. Ancient days were not kind. People would do terrible things, terrible things. Well, this place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull, right? So, yeah, it sounds like something out of Dungeons and Dragons, doesn't it? Skull Island. Skull Island, right? Kong, right? <laughs> and they offered him wine mixed with myrrh. And, whoa, there goes the there goes the tornado siren again. Didn't he get myrrh when he was born? Yes, ma'am. So they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. And they crucified him. Dividing up his clothes, they cast lots to see what each would get. You know, they prophesied this. David prophesied that in a in a psalm years before. It's crazy. Psalm 22. And he said that they would divide up their, like, throwing dice to see who wins his clothes. He would be hung up there naked to be embarrassed and hurt and killed. Now, Bella, I know you and I have talked about this. Do you remember how people die from crucifixion? Blood loss and, like, malnutrition. And isn't the sun shining on them this whole time? Well, all those things are terrible things, yes. But what happens is it's basically like choking because their arms are set in such a way and they couldn't stand for that long and eventually it's really hard to breathe. So Jesus died a really, really terrible death. Really terrible death. And he suffered that. (coughs) And they were sitting there trying to divide up his clothes. Can you imagine that? That's embarrassing. So it's not just that he was hurt, but he was embarrassed. 
that he was put to shame in a, in a terrible, terrible way. And it said it was the third hour when they crucified him. The written notice charged against him read, King of the Jews. And they crucified two robbers with him, one on the right and one on the left. And those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, So, you who are going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, so come down off the cross and save yourself. You ever heard that before? Now, in the same way, the chief of priests and the teachers of the law mocked him. So the priests and the pastors and the healers, they all came around. And they sat at the bottom of the cross. They said, he saved others, but he can't save himself. Let this Christ, the King of Israel, come down from the cross that we may see and believe. Those crucified with him will also heap insults on him. So the other people were insulting him. This is terrible. Yeah. You know, a lot of people just think there's bad things and that's it. Sometimes I do bad yeah. things. Yeah. But most people don't realize how heavy sin is. What we actually deserve for sin. Mm-hmm. And it's terrible to think about, right? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine every time that you did something wrong that you would be whipped? Got a lot of marks. Right, you'd have a lot of marks. But you know what? You didn't have to take those. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus did it for you, right? Mm-hmm. It's an amazing, amazing thing that he did for us. And it, it's really tough to, to think of this, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But you know what? This is the most beautiful thing done for anybody. And really it's done for everybody. And after six hours, that's longer, long as school, right? About. And his hands were nailed and his feet were nailed into one spot. And after six, the sixth hour, darkness came over the whole land, just as it did right now with all the clouds. <laughs> and it stayed that way for three hours. So the skies went dark. And in the ninth hour, Jesus cried out nine hours. Nine hour? Nine hours. And Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God. Why have you forsaken me? Why have you forsaken me? You know what's weird about this? He is God and he didn't do anything wrong. Or Well, he's like... God's son, but like... Right. Well, you know what's... Here's the the deal. How do you know about the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? How do you think they live? Together. They're just like... Are they like us living together? Yeah. Only they don't fight. (laughs) They don't fight. They don't bicker. No. They don't have problems. No. We have problems? What? (laughs) We're a perfect little family. Oh, (laughs) you know it! (laughs) Not true at all whatsoever. But they live perfectly together, right? They probably have waffles on Thursdays. They should have waffles every day. They shall have waffles. They shall have waffles forthwith. And each eat them to the best of their abilities. You know it. (laughs) You know it. So, in this moment, because they've always lived perfect and none of them have ever sinned because God cannot sin, right? And because he made pancakes. 
<laughs> Stop that now. Pancakes are a beautiful thing. <laughs> Bella, you're such a goof. Now, the, the weird thing is, Jesus took on our sin. And God can't be in the presence of sin. And what did sin do for us? What, what happened when Adam and Eve sinned? It got us kicked out of the garden. It separated us. Yep. Right? So it separated us from God because he told us not to do it and we broke the rules. Yep, just like you got you had the world, earthquake. Right, basically broke it right in half. It was a mess, right? <laughs> and then guys and girls couldn't get along together anymore, right? It was her fault, it was his fault, it was a snake's fault, it was his fault, her fault, <laughs> snake's fault, his fault. His, her snake. That's it, his, her snake. Over and over again, right? The snake says... <laughs> So, when that happened, they were separated, right? Yep. And sin separates us. So imagine, this is kind of a weird thing to sin, right? Um, if I just randomly, because earlier today when you were sleeping on the couch, what did I do? Uh, I picked you up and pinned you, right? Yeah. I said, surprise wrestling. <laughs> it was kind of funny, right? Surprise attack. Surprise attack, right? And I pinned you. Yeah. And... If that really just happened in regular life, if you were just standing there on the playground and somebody just tackled you and pinned you. I would have punched them, probably. Oh, how terrible, right? But you'd be looking for that same person. to Like, every time you see that person, you'd be like, you're not going to tackle me again, are you? Right? <laughs> Don't touch me, buddy. Right, right? So you, it kind of separates you from that person. It gives you actual distance between. You can't be friends anymore. Or you can be friends and you can't trust them. That's even worse, right? Yeah. So when Jesus took our sin, that was the only time in history for three days that the Father and the Holy Spirit were separated from Jesus. Do you understand how heavy that sin is then? How come he had to go die? Like, he could have just taken the sin, couldn't he? No. The wages for sin is death. Okay. And the gift of God is eternal life. Oh, he knows it! High five! <laughs> <laughs> right? That is awesome. Say it again, Al. And the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So what does that mean? Like, if... What, what's the family motto? If you do good things, good things happen. Do bad things, bad things happen. And if? And if if the, if the world doesn't make it right, daddy will. Right. Exactly. So it's that whole thing. Death, we deserve death to be separated, to be kicked out for everything we do. Mm -hmm. um, so no relationship, no friends, no nothing. Just out on our own. And that was the rule that God set up. And this is what had to happen. So you know what? Jesus said, yeah, that needs to be done. I agree with the Father. And what happened was he took the punishment mm -hmm. because he had something we didn't. He was able to come back from the dead. It's a spo spoiler alert. I should have said spoiler alert, right? Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I messed it up. He comes back in the end. It's fine. So... When it's like they, the worst spoiler. Right. So he said, why have you forsaken me? Like, why did you abandon me? Right? Because he actually felt the weight of sin for the first time. 
something new. He couldn't feel God at that moment. He couldn't feel the, the Holy Spirit or the Father at that point. So he felt abandoned. He was all alone. You ever feel all alone in the world? Because I sure do sometimes. Lonely. So I'm so lonely. Right? And that's true, right? But we all do, right? Um, you scrape your knee today. You fell down in the cement when you're running for your friend and got slightly embarrassed, right? How, how separated and lonely did you feel? Not long because she came and picked me up. Right? Because your buddy picked you up. She oh, is amazing. Yeah, I hurt myself today. Well, I didn't really hurt myself. Yeah. More like Alex accidentally hurt me. Well, we yeah, were in the bounty house. Well, you had to suffer that on your own, didn't yeah, you? Yeah. Nobody basi- else could hurt for you. Basically, what happened was. Well, you know, we're talking about really about Jesus, right? Yeah. So he felt alone for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like he was abandoned from his family, and it felt like that. And when some of the people standing here heard him say that, he said, listen, he's calling for Elijah. No, he is not. That's what they thought, calling for Elijah. And I'm, you know, it's kind of a strange thing that we see here, you know? Uh, Why would he be calling for Elijah? That's Uh, a weird, weird deal, isn't it? Maybe that's a thing we can answer some other time, right? Yeah. But one man uh, ran, filled a sponge with wine vinegar, and put it on a stick and offered it to Jesus to drink. Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to take him down. Do you remember Elijah the prophet? How how did he, did he die? I don't know. Right, because that's kind of a weird question. Of course the answer is no. So when it was his time to go, instead of dying, God took him away on a chariot of fire. Oh yeah, I remember that. You remember that, right? Okay, good. So, he, he's asking for Elijah to call him down and bring him home is what they're saying, right? And with a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last. He yelled. And the curtain of the temple, now this is a couple miles away, mind you, okay? Mm-hmm. Now the curtain, behind the curtain, what was behind the curtain? Do you remember? Mm, no, I don't That's where they kept the Ark, the Ark of the Covenant. Uh, and they said that once a year, uh, they would let a high priest in. But they always tied a rope to his ankle because they thought if he he had sinned and he hadn't been forgiven of that to go, he's gonna get he's gonna die in there. We're not gonna get his body out. Right. So they had to drag him out. If that's what that's what they thought would happen, right? So they believe that the spirit of God resided in that holy of holy places, right? So it's not just part of the regular thing. It's beyond that. It's just a little bit beyond, right? And there was a big curtain that sat in front of that to separate people, keep people from just walking in there, right? All willy-nilly, right? And the temple, the curtain, was immediately ripped into two pieces. Ripped. Like God just rushed out of there like the Holy Spirit. Was so distraught and so upset. Just right out of there. I gotta go save my son. Right? Went and tore it. But it was separated, right? And it was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who stood there in front of Jesus heard his cry and saw how he died, he said, surely this man was the son of God. So the sky went black and he yelled. And a lot of people thought he was Christ. They thought he was going to be just the guy that would go and save, save them from the Romans, right? But I think this is probably the first guy to really understand outside of his family to understand. No. He was the Son of God. 
like the actual son of God. Yes. And some women were watching from a distance, and among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and the young uh, of James the younger, and of uh, Joseph and Salome. And in Galilee, these women had followed him and cared for his needs. And many other women who come up with him from Jerusalem were also there. So there were the women actually took care of Jesus wherever he went. That was important, right? Mm-hmm. Because. You know, once he started ministry, he didn't have a normal nine-to-five job, right? No. So we kind of have this, except for it's not just women. It's a whole church takes care of us as a family. So I can go out and do ministry for them, right? And so I can help supply them to do ministry, too. But they were all there. All, all these women. Not, not all the men were there. Some of them were scared to be around. And there's the tornado sirens again. I still don't see a tornado. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. <laughs> so, um, it was the preparation day. That is the day before the Sabbath. Do you know what? You know what a Sabbath day is? Do you know what that is, Elliot? No, I've heard of it, but I don't know. We talk about it. Like Mondays. Mondays my Sabbath day. Resting day. Kind of, yeah. So when we go back to the original. Seven days, right? Mm-hmm. God did this, he did this, he made the light, he made the moon. On the this. seventh day, he rested. Yes. So the seventh day is a time we're supposed to spend alone with God, right? And the Sabbath was Saturday for them. They always did that on Saturday, and that's when they yeah. worshipped. And when I go to Nepal, um, when do they have church? Saturdays. Saturday. That's when they do it. But we do it on Sunday, typically, because why? It's the first day of the it's week. The why last it? day of the week, isn't it? Uh, it's the first day of the week, but why? <laughs> why do we do it on Sunday, though? Do you guys remember? I because that's I the day that Jesus came back from the dead. And she wins. She wins the day. That's awesome. Yes, that's exactly it. So on the Sabbath, it was a little bit different than what we do, because even some of the. Uh, the Hebrew people now, the Jewish people that still practice religion, they actually do a Sabbath. And do you know what they do on the Sabbath? Hmm. Nothing. They don't turn on a light switch. Um, people that are real orthodox about it and, and try to do everything the right way, they don't turn a light switch. They don't make food. They have to make all their food the day before, and that's a preparation day, right? So because of that, and Jesus died on... Friday. Friday. Yeah. yeah, Good Friday. Yes. What's so good about that? Well, your sins were taken care of. That's what's good about it. Yeah. It was preparation day, and that's the day before the Sabbath. Uh, So as the evening approached, Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent member of the council, who himself was waiting for the kingdom of God, went boldly to Pilate and asked for Jesus's body. And Pilate was surprised to hear that he was already dead. So some people would hang and sit there a lot longer, right? Mm. But he had also suffered a lot more than the other guys did too, right? And Pilate was surprised to hear he was already dead. Summoning the centurion, he asked um, that it was so, and he gave the body to Joseph. So Joseph brought some linen cloth and took down the body. They wrapped it in linen and placed it in a tomb cut out of the rock. And he rolled the stone against the entrance of the tomb and Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of, mother of Joseph, uh, saw where he was laid. 
so they buried him. So they put him in a tomb. Now, the way we bury people, what does that look like? We put them in a coffin and just throw them in the ground. Well, way to be callous about it, but pretty much, yeah. That's the real blunt piece about it. We actually put them in a coffin, we bury them in the ground, and we do things in a much, much different way. So, if I were to die today, what would happen? You'd call... Coffin maker? No, I'm just kidding. No, not the coffin maker. This isn't the old Your place. mom? Uh, yeah, but who's the first person you would call? Mom? 911. Oh. Don't call mom first if I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> she can't help you with this. She is trained in CPR, but call 911. Then call your mom. So, when this this happens, uh, we, we do it very clean in a very different way, right? Because everybody has different technology, different way about it. You call the 911 emergency, they'd take the body, the body would go to a you know, somewhere to be taken care of yeah. and cleaned up, put in a coffin, all that stuff, right? Put fluids in question. it so it doesn't... You have a question. What's your question? Question. Why do we put the coffin in the ground? Because mm. you wouldn't want to smell the body rotting and... Okay. Well, we're getting a little morbid there, but yeah, okay, pretty then. much. Oh. Pretty much. We're, we're keeping it out of the way, so, and there's traditions for that. But part of this, part of this has to do with the way they took care of bodies back then. They bury them under the ground so they wouldn't cause issues, right? There's all kinds of bad things that could happen, right? So they put the body in the ground, um, and they saw where he was laid. So even though the council doomed him to death, not everybody on the council was against him, huh? Mm-hmm. So that's a lot to take in right there. Um, is there, there any other questions you had? Some that are probably not as gross? <laughs> Um, not that I can think of. Why wouldn't... I understand that they, they they went in for the next three days and they put perfumes on him so the body wouldn't smell bad. Well, but, yeah. like, why wouldn't... Like, is there another way that they would, like, bury a person? Well, if you don't want to leave a body out. Mm-hmm. It gets gross and it could make you sick and it could have other issues, right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, what they did is they would actually put those in, they would put them out of the way, right? Mm. They would uh, try to get the body taken care of and they put it in the tomb right away. Mm. And the reason they came back is because typically back then you didn't, it's like some of the things they do now to take care of bodies like embalming like you were talking about um, or even cremation, they wouldn't really do back then, right? Mm. That wasn't, a th- well, at least not in that part of the world, Right. So what they would do is they would put the body in right away because they couldn't do any work on Saturday. Mm-hmm. They had to get it done very, very fast. And what they would do is they would come back the next day. Normally they would have done it all as it happened earlier in the week. They would have just done it all at once, right? But they would wash the body, mm-hmm. clean him, mm-hmm. and then cover him in spices and oils. So it would Conceal. not be so terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And they would, a few years later, come back for the bones and put them in a bone box called an ossuary. And some of those bone boxes still exist. Yeah, is like, I remember it, or further back in the Bible, there was the girl and she had died, but he came back to bring her back to life. Because yeah. she was in the tomb, but I always wondered, well, like, why would they leave the body well, in the The girl tomb? that he brought back wasn't. Oh, she was she had, dead? She had died and she was in a room. Yeah, uh, you know, sometimes I come. bed. Right, exactly. You know, sometimes I come in your room and I yell, Talitha Coom. No. 
you don't understand that when I yell at you and you're still sleeping, apparently. No, you're yelling at me. Right. I yell, Talitha Kum, which is the same thing that Jesus yelled, which is, get up, little girl. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. <laughs> I don't do it every day, but I do it sometimes. So, Talitha Kum. So he told her to get up. Now his friend Lazarus was in the tomb already, and he'd been there a while. Mm-hmm. And he was dead and Dead nasty. That's nasty, right? It's terrible, right? Yeah, like, if you saw something like that, you would lose your mind and run like it's a Scooby-Doo cartoon, right? Scooby-Doo. <laughs> uh, maybe. Yeah, you, no, literally, if you saw that happen, you would freak out and wait, lose your mind. Wait, which one? The body rotting. Uh, well, his buddy, who had died, okay. been in the tomb, been buried for a couple of days, got up and walked out because he said, hey, Lazarus, get up out of there. Oh, okay. That, yeah, you would lose your mind. Yeah, I probably would. Yeah, it'd be clean up on aisle four. You'd have uh, a puddle directly beneath you, sir. Uh, <laughs> I thought so, you were saying if you saw a dead body, like I, I would freak out for a second, but I. I no, it's I him coming back, is what I'm saying. Yeah. So they put him, um, put him in a tomb, and they would come back for him in a couple of days after the Sabbath when they all had to sit in silence and prayer and meditation for that day um, before they could come back and take care of them on Sunday morning. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to end the podcast. Well, you know what? Do you want to just do chapter? You know what? I'm going to stop this one. And we'll start up with chapter 16 in just a second. Okay. Okay. All right. So, um, Elliot, you want to give us like a very, very quick prayer? Oh, you my. Want... <laughs> oh, you look stunned. We'll start with our father. Our father. Who is in heaven. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you for staying along and listening to this family Bible study this time. It's a little bit different than what we normally do. We're going to do chapter 16, which is really quick here in just a moment. But thank you for listening to The Way, where we read scripture to you. We just urge you to go back and read the scripture for yourself and see what you think. Um, See how God's word affects you. And if you're not in a church, please go find one. It's good to get the information and it's good to have a relationship with Jesus, but it's best expressed with others. So if you don't have a church... Find one and get in touch with that. Get in touch with the Bible study and do the same. Grace and peace to you. That means make peace with God so you can be his grace in this world. Amen.